morning. How are you? Well, you know, moaning. You were going to use that later, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about it, yes. <laughs> no, it's all, all the way between, between uh, Hongham and Lomachan. Yes, I was going Lowu. to go to Hongham. Well, you're in not. Fact, You'll have to stay for, here. For, for a, glorious, a glorious day. It's, yeah. it's a scenic mm. spot. We've uh, got a nice email from we Pete. And, and, and first up, I mean, I've, I've missed a couple from Pete because they always come too late I don't know why so we're going to get straight into it well let me, let me read it out because he has some interesting things to say so he says if I hadn't paid my tax by the end of the day yesterday I don't think I would have got very far with claims that it was a mistake or that I was too busy uh-huh. <laughs> yet these are the very excuses put forward by Beijing heavyweights in support of Theresa Chang and her illegal structures I bet Henry Tang is wondering where all these defenders of mistakes were when he had a similar problem with his <clears throat> wife's basement it's funny how it became his wife's basement but even though it was storing all his wine but never mind um, <laughs> then he says we also have the, the Hong Kong police bleating about how unfair it is when the law is applied to the actions of police officers because the situation they had to deal with was complicated or the officers themselves were emotional. Now they want an exemption from the law when on duty, thus giving them carte blanche to do what they like, something which is apparently supported by at least 7,000 Hong Kong citizens. Oh, I got that one. That took a second, Pete, but I got that yeah. one. Hello, let's be let's start, let's start with Theresa Cheng. Now, oh, now yeah, nah. this is... This is the new Justice Secretary, for anybody who's not awake. Are you awake there, listener? Right, get up, stand up. Now, Theresa Chang, who was, let's, let's be very clear, who says that, well, who, who is, indeed, a, a, a certified civil engineer. So she's not just a lawyer. She actually knows about buildings and structures. She knows a straight line when she, she sees one. She was the one. chairwoman, get this, she was cha- the chairwoman of the Buildings Appeal panel for six years. <laughs> like, so she doesn't know anything about buildings at all. She walks into a house which she bought and another house which her husband bought and apparently they live in separate houses. That's quite interesting. Big but, house. But, well, no, there's two of them. I know. Ad- ad- adjacent, apparently, is the word we use. Mm. Or nestling up to each other, mm. if I was an estate agent. And um, she, 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 she finds that the whole basement has been turned into usable space. The roof has got illegal structures on it. The side of the house has got illegal structures. She says, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, how was I to know? I think, oh, wait a minute. How were you to know? You're, you're, you, you were six years you, dealing Dr. with Steve, this. Steve, you don't have to explain this. Yeah. You are not the first. So anyway, so anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, that's all well and not very good. And then, she, and then I mean, Carrie Lamb says, well, as soon as she realised that there was a problem, she reported it to her, i.e. the chief executive. Well, that's not true either. I mean, gosh, this is Porky's times 25 here. What happened was, as soon as it was reported in the media, Apple Daily broke the story about these illegal structures. At that point, she reported it, not as soon as she realised that she had illegal structures in the house. Now, you may well say, and living in the New Territories, I have some sympathy here, that, you know, the whole area is covered in illegal structures. Yeah, but they're not all... But they're not all the Secretary of Justices. I mean, even I don't live next to the Secretary of Justice, although I, you know, thinking about it, in fact, I was thinking of putting him for the post myself. But apparently the letter got lost in the post. But anyway, but the point is this. Yes, there is a bunker system out there of what is an illegal structure and what isn't an illegal structure, and it's widely flouted because the whole system is unenforceable. But the problem is, if you're Hong Kong's chief... Law enforcement not official, not deputy, not deputy <laughs> chief law enforcement official, 
there's one thing you should do, and call me old-fashioned, but the thing you should do is obey the law, however bonkers it is. If you think the law is bonkers, you change the law. You don't flout it. Yeah. Now, what basically was going on here, and remember all of these big knobs in Hong Kong have had problems with legal structures. You've got Henry Tang with his illegal um, wine cellars in the basement. <coughs> Sorry, his wife's illegal wine cellars in the basement. You've got... Um, CY, late lamented CY, does anybody remember him? Who, who had legal structures over his house as well. But what it all comes down to is they all thought, I'm going to get away with this, it's aren't like, I? It's like a touch base policy. You remember what that meant in the old days? If you could get from Vietnam yes. or wherever to Hong Kong. Or, or indeed, f- across the eating. border from, from yeah. the mainland, yes. It's, it's that kind of vibe, isn't it? it? Well, but I think this is a particular thing of rich and entitled people who sort of, you know, that law, it's for the common people, you know, it's not really for us. You know, they build illegal structures and they're just ghastly. Ghastly. Mm. You've seen them. I mean, you go to Sham Shui Bao, terrible places, full of them. Where I live, of course, you know, in, in ever plenty villas, um, it, it, you know, <laughs> these illegal structures are very tasteful and they, they're, some of them are in the basement, so the average chap can't even see them. So we'll get away with this. Yes. And that is the attitude. Now, that's all very well. But as I say, you know, if the people who are in charge of enforcing the law in Hong Kong, who have given primary responsibility for it, can't obey the law, why on earth do they think anybody else should bother? And there's a notion that it's being rewarded. It's being rewarded. But, I mean, what, what I kind of find even more offensive than, than, the, um, than, than the fact of the matter, the facts of the matter are very clear, it's a legal structure, nobody disputes that, is, is all the weasels who've come out and going, ooh, it's so unfair to criticise. They all get... Look at poor old C.Y. Lung. He was criticised. This one was criticised. Oh, there's a witch hunt going on. No, there's not a witch hunt. What's going on is you've broken the law. And, you know, if you don't like people criticise you for breaking the law, I'll tell you what, don't break it. Gosh, that's so difficult to work out. I'm trying to do, a, do an advanced course in how not to break the law. Um... And I just find the, the, the level of apologia for this. There was some weaselly piece I, I just read before coming out in the post, exactly on this side. It's always so unfair. These people are giving their lives for Hong Kong, yet, you know, the smallest infringement of the law, and they're hounded. Hounded they are. It's really unfair. Well, if Pete didn't pay his tax, <coughs> you want to get some hounding going well, on. I, hey, I mean, you know, I mean, she's a lawyer. You know that if you stand up in court and you say to the judge, well, well, Your Honour, I, I, I was meaning, you know, to pay, but, you know, I'm so busy and I'm very important. And, you know, really taxes are for the little people. You remember that great thing? So, you know, I will get round to it. Um, but, I mean, surely you're not going to... <laughs> I'm not going to be fined for this, am I? Uh, mm, too busy to look into too the house busy, in detail. Yeah. Too grand, too busy. She had not been alert enough. So basically that's an admission that you're a divvy if you're not... Well, I mean, anybody says... I mean, I, there's not that many which, more... Which isn't the case, by the way. Well, no, 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 no. Can we, so can it's can a we that? But, I mean, how many, how many people in the legal profession do you know who also happen to be civil engineers? It's not like she's ignorant... She's actually... Oh, you know what the next thing's going to be in that case. You Go know, on. Dodgy materials by, supplied by brothers-in-law, etc., etc. That's going to be the next avenue, if that's the case. 
I think that's quite unfair. Some of them are no, going no, 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 th- to be cousins. Pe- that's what people are going to start looking out yeah. for now. Yeah, but I, as I say, I think it would be cousins, cousins not yeah. brothers-in-law. I mean, it's terribly unfair. Yeah, but, you know, however you look at this, I mean, this is um, all these things people talk about Hong Kong as a tinderbox. Let's just say it's a very heightened time in Hong Kong now. I'm afraid on day one the rot is set in. Well, I mean, if it's a heightened time in Hong Kong, and I don't disagree with that... Oh. Um, you have to be especially careful, isn't that the message, rather than especially careless? But it's like, you know, we talked about this before, it's like when something juicy comes out in court and the judge says the jury will disregard that. No, they they can't. Yeah, right. Human beings cannot disregard. Yes, yes. I mean, that that's true that's true i mean you hear you you hear something that 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 uh, in in a court of law that plays to the um discredit of the person on trial even though it's totally irrelevant to the case in hand and as you say the judge will say i, I remind members of the jury yeah to to, to disregard those comments because they're yeah. they're not relevant to this case and they're all going there yeah but you know he is a bit but of a, he's just admitted he'd done it, it. he's <laughs> You know, I mean, she was only 14, you know. I mean, we gotta, we, that, yeah. we, 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 we're not going to forget that, are we? We're not wired that way. Anyway, hello, Alan. He says, a friend of mine brought a house on Llama a while ago. Like most NT houses, it had illegal additions, a balcony and a roof canopy. The surveyor detailed these, and in the sales contract, it said that any problems with these were the buyer's responsibility. So, <laughs> so ask her to produce the house contract and see what she knew and when. That's from well, Alan. Yes, I mean, but but Alan, the point is this: um, whether the contract said that or not, it really doesn't matter. Whether it, 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 the, the the issue is not whether those structures were um, put there before occupation of the house, you, you know, before they bought the house, yeah, or or not. The question is, they're there and they're illegal. So, I mean, it will, it will look even worse. It mm. will look even worse if it turns out that they themselves, she and her husband themselves installed these illegal structures but actually it's the same thing well the old Apple Daily is saying that is the case aren't they they're talking well, there about, is they're now, talking about um, they've been looking at aerial photographs which satellite. seem to suggest that uh, uh, some of this stuff was added since they bought the premises this is you know I mean I know that's an interesting factor but as far as the law is concerned the date of when you did it doesn't really matter the fact is it's there yeah and that could take things to a whole extra level couldn't it it could I mean, they're now they're now busy investigating, but but the you know as I say, there is a problem here, and I know that it's um, very aggravating to practically everybody who lives in the new territories is that these laws are, are arbitrarily applied. There is such a morass of illegal structures riddling the entire new territories. In, in some cases, even the whole gaff itself, because <laughs> well, they haven't yes. had planning or whatever. Yes, and then you know, and then then sometimes has happened very near to me that. Um, uh, the, the local village head, you know, decides to build a few houses, didn't bother with the trivialities of uh, going through the buildings department to seek approval for it, and he actually built them and got retrospective approval. approval. Yeah. I mean, the likes of you and me don't get that kind of treatment. So here's the deal. For various reasons, this whole thing, not just her place, it's, it's, um, it's on the radar again. There were some stories about it last week, and all the commentators start saying the government won't do anything about it because they're scared of the hungry cook. Is that true? Well, I, I think the reality is they can't do much about it because it's so widespread. You know, you'd have to more or less... I'm really not exaggerating here. You'd more or less have to purge every house in the New Territories. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. It's going to take more than a week. I'm just seasonally adjusted. It could be two weeks. So, you know, I mean, it is... As I say, I mean, the fact is the, the rules are not fit for purpose. But the rules exist. So what happens now? 
She's dug her heels in. I'm not resigning. Yeah. She's got support from all the usual bigwigs who say that it's, it, you know, oh, this is a witch hunt, this is terrible. I think she'll resign. That's my... Well, you heard I, think it here. At, I think at the end of the day, the pressure will mount because her defence so far... Remember, she's, she's now offered three different explanations. That three occasions she's sort of apologised for this. And, you know, once you're down that road of having to constantly reiterate new forms of defence against your actions, mm. there is a limit to it. But, you know, I say she'll have to go, but, I mean, Henry didn't have to go. Well, he did in the end, sort of, because he wasn't given the mandate of heaven to but become wasn't it the that chief was, executive. But wasn't he was on the way to becoming? Yeah. But she is. She's there. Well, CY, if you remember, was there and had the illegal structures, and we still haven't heard what happened to those mm. in his house. So, mm. you know, maybe in Hong Kong you can get away with it. In, in, in an elected political system, yeah. nah. Not, mm. not a chance. Well, that's very interesting now because you've got to hand it to these newspaper boys because uh, when they when they push the button every now and again they freely yes, go for yes. it, don't they? It goes boosh. Yeah, indeed. We'll be back after the news. Thirty twenty two eleven. Still in with Steve Vines. Well, talking of dirty thirty, I mean, uh, we'll just go back to the email we got from Pete earlier on. He was oh, talking yeah. about the um, uh, this business with the. The police officers, junior police officers, are now called on the government to bring in a law that would put them above the law yeah. in the execution of their duties. In other words, they can do what they like while they're on duty. The law won't apply to them. I mean, has any of the grown-ups come out in the government, I know that, that poses a question as to whether such a person is there, and said, you are kidding, aren't you? You're going to have a law to exempt law enforcement officials from the law. Yeah. I mean, just think that one through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this all arises out of the the case in which Franklin Chu, or Frankly Chu, as he's now called, um, was, was found guilty of assaulting a bypasser during the Mongol umbrella protests. And, you know, they're, they're going, oh, well, you know, uh, that's because the judge didn't understand the emotion of it. They, and you think, oh, for God's sake, the law is the law. And, you know, when you go down the road of even suggesting that law enforcement officials should be above the law, and that's exactly what they're suggesting, the gates of hell are not prized open. They're flung hello. wide open, yes. So, I mean, I hope that one of the adults in the government at some stage will say, obviously, we're not going to do that. But well, what, I fear otherwise. What do they want the freedom to do, by the way? Beat people up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to put it bluntly, uh, you know, oi, we know you're guilty, son. Yeah. Now... Uh, maybe stuff like that happens. Uh, um, I'm quite sure that it does. Some other places. But, but in some other places. It doesn't happen here, of course. And, you know, maybe policemen do get overexcited and maybe etc. etc. However, however, you, you can't have half applied rule of law any more than you can have half pregnancies or you can make omelets without eggs. that you're wrong on that one. Well... You, <laughs> I'm, I'm an idealist. I sort of believe that the whole point of the rule of law is its universality. Mm. And, and it is, I mean, I understand where the police are coming from. You see, this is a very tightly knit group of people. Most, most policemen spend their whole careers in one job and in one service. Now, that's very rare, if you think about it, in the general way of things. Most people, you know, they might work in insurance, say, but they'll work for several companies during their life. So most of these people are in a very insular world of their own, and they believe that an attack on one of their own is something that they instinctively 
have to fight back against. I understand where they're coming from on that. But the whole point is for the people who control the laws and who step aside from that to say, well, I'm sorry, lads, I know you, you think that, but really, really, you can't do that in a society that claims to be ruled by rule of law. But this is being seriously suggested. As Pete said in his email, you actually had a, a protest last weekend of people standing in the sh- sh- shouting for an abrogation of the rule of law. I mean, gosh, I find that really worrying, you Pete know. said he saw it. No, no, he... he, he it was reported. All right. It was reported in, in, in media. I wonder if they were pay for play. Well, some of them were, some of them weren't, mm. I imagine. But, no, I mean, there is genuine emotion in the police force about this. I, I do... I mean, I've even had friends who are, who are members of the filth, but, um, <laughs> as we like to call them in London. But, but you know, but... You've got to say to them, look, lads, and the sensible ones always get it when you say, oh, come off it. You can't really be exempt from the law. They go, yeah, I know, but I thought I'd give it a whirl. I'd give it a try. They can only say no. They can only say no, exactly. So, I mean, there's that going on. The the other person who thought he was going to be exempted from the rule of law, and this this one, I mean, I would laugh if I wasn't crying, is is my good friend Mr. Um, Lao Tsai Yun. Lao Tsai Yun, actually, um, who's an ivory trader. Get this, and was was appointed to be a member of the Ag and Fishes in, Endangered Species Advisory d- Committee. I mean, and they obviously <laughs> said, "Gosh, no, not enough ivory traders on this particular organisation." I bet it was something like that. I bet it was both sides needs to be yeah, represented. Very fair, lot. yeah. I bet it was. You know, I mean, we're not prejudiced. We haven't got any elephants on the committee, have we? You know, sitting there taking up a, a lot white of space. Elephants, mate. <laughs> So he, he, if you remember, is the chap who got fined eight thousand dollars. You know, really vicious slap on the wrists for somebody who yeah, makes but, literally but, hundreds of thousands. But the gas blown for him, isn't it? Eight thousand dollars. You think about it. Well, it's not a lot of money, but it may well stop him from stocking illegal ivory in his shops. But I think the point, and, and you know, he's a typical sort of specimen of people who do sit on government committees. He's a member of the Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce Committee. You know, he's one of the great and the good who get um, serially appointed to government advisory bodies. And you know, if they don't, they don't sort of like the laws. Well, that's all right because you know they're good chaps after all, and they're they're solid, and they're yeah, going stop, to stop, support stop. the government. How did a geezer who sells elephant tusks, yeah, get onto a save the animals committee? Yeah, that's a very simple yeah, question. Simple and I'm question. Um, don't ask me. I, I wasn't. I wasn't in the room when they made the decision. And incidentally, his defence was what we can now call the Theresa Cheng defence. Is oh well, I, I wasn't aware that these were um, ivory tusks. I'm thinking, gosh, you're a trader in ivory. You didn't know that. Hmm. Golly. Um, few ca- you know, few cans of worms opening. A few cans of worms. You know, it's the electrician who says, "Well, I didn't know that." Every time you pressed a button, the light went on. You know. I mean, just, just, just back to <coughs> would what you Adam and Eve it? Well, no. I mean, that's re- and he had that. Um, that, you know those photographs when they catch somebody basically yes. with their pants down? Yes. It was one of those photographs. Yes. Just, back, just back to what we were talking about before, it has come to my attention, as I was walking in a northerly direction, yes. from one of our correspondents, perhaps who wears a badge, who said not all cops agree with what the JPOA has asked for, the sensible ones. Yeah. Well, I, well, we knew, I think that's... I mean, that, yeah, I, well, that's the, that's the fact of... That it's is got the fact to be the, the fact, fact, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, and I'm glad we've been reminded that you shouldn't generalise, because, you know, there are all sorts of people are members of the force mm. 
some of whom are very, very stupid, and some of whom are very, very smart. So, yeah, but gosh, unfortunately, that's just like life, life in general. But the trouble is that the stupid ones who you hear more of than the smart ones. That's which what is I'm going to say. I mean, we've talked about we talked about this before. I mean, you're never going to hear a story about how a bunch of policemen have been brilliant because it's not funky news, is it? No. No, unfortunately, you, you might benefit now and again from the odd cracker. You know, I've, I've, I've had good experiences with the Hong Kong police force, so I'm not complaining. But, you know, you've got rogue elements and you've got idiots, and actually you've got them everywhere. Mm. Well, it's not... I mean, this, this it's interesting you say that, because, I mean, this, is, this isn't rogue anything, is it? These The junior guys, they, they genuinely... Yeah, want, and it is their... Yeah. It is their... I mean, what's slightly worrying about it is this is their representative organisation. It's not, you know, some wild bloke standing on the corner going, we want to be exempt from the law. So I'm, I am a bit worried about that. And incidentally, I'm also worried about the fact that the Commissioner of Police has singularly failed to apologise for a criminal act committed by a member of his force. I mean, normally in these circumstances, that's what you do. It's, it's, it's common decency. Mm. Now, he obviously feels he isn't strong enough within the police ranks to do that, but that's what he should do. Mm. You know, you've got somebody who's gone rogue within your organisation. You apologise because it puts the whole... And this is the other point about it. It puts the whole reputation of the organisation in question. So we don't want the police to have its reputation in question. We want people to have confidence in it. We want to think that the person who's in charge of it has the integrity to say, one of our numbers, one of our number has done something wrong, I'm going to stand here and apologise. That's yeah. normally what happens. It's very interesting, this one, because O-level standard crisis management says care and concern, care yes. and concern. Yeah. Uh, but care and concern for Joe Public. And, 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 and also, <laughs> and acknowledge a problem if it's been brought to light. Mm. It's, not, it's not real rocket science.